good morning, good afternoon, and night. My name is Greg. I am 19 years old and a community college student, and you are now listening to Greg Talks. So today, I, I'm going to talk about several things. Uh, first thing being my family reunion, second uh, being uh, an anime-related topic, and lastly, a cartoon. So to start things off, um, I recently came back from my family reunion. I don't quite remember what number th- this one is because th- it's been going on for a very long time. But um, it happened in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, specifically in downtown Kansas City. And uh, I left two days ago on August the 2nd. And, uh, you know, when I got to the airport, I went through the typical TSA line and uh, we got on our flight, which was a Spirit Airlines flight. And I got to say, I did not enjoy the flight that much. Uh, There was a lot of turbulence. And, of course, we had to, like, pay for a lot of things that we wouldn't normally have to pay for if we took, like, a Delta Airlines or a Southwest Airlines. But it is spirit, so can't do anything about it. That's just the rules. But uh, we went, we had the flight, and then we landed and then as soon as I got there, I got reunited with a few of my older cousins. Um, and we just kind of like talked about and caught up on like college stuff and what we had been doing in the past like four, five years. Uh, the two cousins in particular uh, go to Oakland University in Michigan. But uh, uh, yeah, we just kind of like talked about college stuff before we, we uh, took an Uber to the hotel now the hotel um i do gotta say was probably a little underwhelming compared to previous reunions because this hotel was at uh crown plaza in downtown kansas city and it wasn't like it was a bad hotel it was it was a decent hotel but um in the past i know like um hotels that we've done in previous reunions have been much more grander and larger in scale. But, you know, I'm still grateful that we can still get a hotel every year because, you know, it costs a lot of money to actually have everybody come and dues and things like that. So I'm still very appreciative. Um, but I, it, it was definitely like downsize um, compared to what we, what I've gone to in the past. And so, you know, when I got there, the usual, I saw my uncles and aunts again, and I saw my younger baby cousins, which is always like a joy to see them, though, because um, it's nice to see like the next g- generation after you like grow up and to see what they're going to do. I mean, I'm still young and I'm still growing up, but, you know, I like seeing my younger uh, family and what they're getting up to in the meantime so basically after we landed we got we you know we got into our rooms and after that i went to the pool and when we went to the pool nobody was swimming of course except for like my younger cousins but it was warranted because the pool wasn't like that clean but it's whatever we still like socialized around the pool and then we got our family reunion shirts um and that was kind of cool um 
I was actually a big fan of the shirts because they were just a picture of my great-grandmother. Um, and it had, like, all the original, like... Wasn't it, oh, actually, no, it wasn't my great-grandmother. It was my grandmother and the generation that she was in, basically. Um, and it was just very, like, iconic picture, and it was very simple. And I think that's the reason I liked the shirt so much. And then I met some of my uh, other college-age cousins, as well as more of my uncles and aunts. And, you know, we just talked, and we had a good time. Some of you, like, saw that I took, like, a Snapchat of the pool event where we were, like, talking and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, and then after that, uh, I went back to the room, and then I got dressed to go to... Um, a pub. Now the pub was called No Other Pub or something of that nature. It's also in downtown Kansas City. Um, and there was like bowling in there. There was ping pong. Uh, of course, there was a bar, pool, and uh, there was a concert hall area um, outside. So me, um, coming from University of Detroit Je Jesuit, went straight to the ping pong table and I just started, you know, teaching my younger cousins how to play ping pong, which was kind of nice. It was also kind of funny because all my younger cousins didn't know how to hold the paddle and they would just like start hitting it in all types of ways. So that was kind of interesting to see though, but understandable because when I first started playing uh, ping pong, it was super awkward to hold the paddle. But um, I started teaching that. I wrecked like a lot of my younger cousins, including my bro my brother. And uh, as soon as I started playing against my uncles, they just started killing me left and right. Um, so there you go. If, if you ever, if any of you guys that are listening right now ever like play me in ping pong, just know that like, you know, bring your A game. I'm not that good, but like I will beat you if you're a beginner. But um, if you're good at it, though, I would definitely, like, play you just for the heck of it. Um, but, yeah, we did that. And then, uh, of course, like, we ate food. Um, and then I think we did a little, a small bowling game. And for some reason, like, we couldn't get any strikes. But there was another family sitting right next to us that was getting strikes. And we were like, what the heck, like... How are we like we're hitting it straight down the middle and we're not getting a strike? And then we like this whole thing is rigged because that there's no way, but anyway, we did that. And then to our surprise, there was a Shaq. Sha uh, shoot, his name is Shaquille O'Neal, he's a former basketball player, um, but he's also a DJ and he was DJing outside and we actually happened to catch him i also took a snap of that because why not and we saw him perform and he didn't dj he was just like he walked out in the crowd and he had like cool shades on and of course the duel was a freaking giant so you know there, there was that but of course i mean he's shaquille o'neal why wouldn't he be big and, you know, he was just there. He was waving, being chill. He came out on the audience, partied with us a little bit, and then he, like, walked backstage. So that was really awesome to see. 
Uh, and then after that, I think we basically, I think, you know, I think we just walked back uh, to the hotel. And afterwards, uh, we slept. My other cousins, of course, they stayed up like till 2 a.m. playing games and stuff. And then the next day, we had a picnic uh, in a place called Sean Park, which is about 20 to 30 minutes away from downtown Kansas City. We took like a shuttle bus there. And it was really nice. It was like off the water. So uh, you could do like paddle boating and kayaking. Um, and then, of course, like we had, you know, the reunion food, soul food, you know, macaroni and cheese, baked beans. We had some ribs. We had some hamburgers, a lot of good food. It's actually making me hungry as I'm speaking about it right now. But yeah, we had that. Um, I sat and talked with a few of my uh, other cousins and uncles and stuff. And overall, we just had a good time there. Yeah, and then after that, we waited a few hours. And then we got to go to the Sprint Center, which is this big arena that houses a basketball court, an NBA basketball court, as well as a football uh, a field, a football field. So we went in there, we played basketball, and of course, me having not played basketball in like a long, long time, I sucked hard at it. Uh, the only thing I could do was shoot, but hey, that's something. My cousins easily like were running circles around me on the court, so there you go. But I don't play basketball anymore, so. And then uh, we basically did that. We had like a few games there, and of course, like I think. I did a little bit of shooting around because they had these small, like, uh, these caged off areas where you could just do practice sh shooting. And I was just kind of go in there and then come back out to play a game and then just go back in there to, like, shoot with my cousins again. And then later, uh, after that, I walked back with. No, 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 no. After that, we went to a taco place. However, the taco place was pretty trash. So we ended up leaving there to go to Chipotle. And me and my uh, other cousins that were my age, we just like got, you know, Chipotle and Burger King. And then we just kind of, uh, we ate and then we went back to the hotel. But as we were on our way back, of course, like we did a little bit of fraternizing as it was like some, some females like out in the town. So, you know, we did our thing there. We didn't get any numbers, of course, but hey, at least we talked. Uh, then we went back to the hotel. Uh, and then the plan was after that to just play games and stuff all night long. But we thought, no, that sounds kind of boring because we usually do that every time we get together on reunions. So instead, we decided to get in our casual out on the town clothes. And then we just walked out, squatted up and started walking around downtown Kansas City. Hoping to like do some more flirting just for fun, but we didn't run into really anybody because it was kind of dead at like 10 to between like 10 p.m. and 12 a.m. So we like walked around for a little, a little bit. And then I got into like a conversation with one of my cousins who has 
uh, a girlfriend at this school that I'm going to. And then he was just kind of talking to me about, you know, relationships and friendships and that kind of thing. And of course, like, I'm not going to say I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm taking it seriously because, you know, I'm new to that kind of stuff. And I just want to be prepared as to what, you know, anything I might encounter in college. So it's always good to ask somebody that's older than you about their perspective on things. And he did give me a lot of great knowledge. And I'm very appreciative that, you know, he took the time out to, like, tell me about some things that he went through that I'm getting ready to go through at the, at the new school that I'm getting ready to go to. Also, the new school I'm getting ready to go to is Oakland University, by the way. So we did that. And then we headed back to the hotel, but instead of going to sleep like smart people do, we stayed up late at night and just started talking about random crap like music um, and stuff like that. And there was like a few occasional drunk people that came in that were being like a bit rowdy, but um, yeah, we, you know, just hung, we chilled and just talked and stuff. Um, and also like during that conversation, I guess, like, what I did learn a little bit about myself, and I kind of already knew this, but it was just more of, more emphasized here. So, like, I basically speak very proper, and for a long time, I've been critiqued and occasionally harassed and bullied for that. Not, like, a lot, but just, you know, here and there, where people would get on me, especially when I went to, like, school in... Detroit for the first time about like oh you talk white or you know you sound politically correct or you sound like you know uh articulate and proper but they mean it like in a demeaning way just to like diminish the fact that I sound intelligent and it's not to like slight the people for having that opinion about me I mean that is your opinion but I do have the right to say that it is a little bit offensive because um, I can't control where I come from, and that's just where I was, how how I was brought up. So it just really taught me, like, because a lot of my cousins, so like, they kind of, you know, get on me for that a little bit, not like a lot, but you know, I don't take it any which way or whatever, because like I said, that's an opinion of theirs. But you know, I just want to tell you guys that you know, there's nothing wrong with talking proper. Um, it's okay to basically rep the environment you come from and be fine with that because everybody has a diverse background and that's what kind of makes being around family and friends specials because we all come from different places and you shouldn't really, you know, discriminate or I should say like criticize anybody too harshly for that. Um, that's like my, my little life lesson for this podcast episode. And, uh, yeah, we, after that, we went to sleep and we got on our flight and we headed back home. And that was, that was the reunion. And I got to say that was probably like my favorite reunion. And I think it was because I had gotten older and I had grown so much since the last time I saw my cousins that I felt like I had definitely come more into my own. Whereas like in previous years, I was like way more into myself and didn't, wasn't really too comfortable with like speaking about some of the things I was into but you know now I'm fine with it because you know I've 
matured a lot and I've grown up. So yeah, that was the reunion. Now getting on to the next topic, I recently watched uh, Alita Battle Angel, and that movie was definitely quite the experience. Um, now, I did not know that the movie was uh, made or based off of an existing manga, and I'm an anime and manga guy, so it's very, you know, I was definitely surprised when I found out, oh, this is based off of a manga property. And, like, I, I definitely knew it was anime, but I didn't think it was based off of something. So, uh, the manga has, like, seven volumes, and the movie basically adapted the first two, which was pretty much uh, detailing Alita's upbringing and kind of how she came into starting her journey. Uh, before I get into it, I just want to say this is a spoiler warning for those of you who have not seen Alita Battle Angel. You have been warned, and... I'm going to start now. So basically, at the start of the movie, um, Dr. Ito, he's like searching in the scrapyard for like parts and things, and he finds Alita's body, and he picks it up. At first, he thinks like, decide, you know, she's dead, but then like he finds like a heartbeat, and he picks her up, and he takes her back to his study to essentially build her a new body. Uh, later on, we find out that the body he uses for her was the body he was going to um, uh, use for his daughter. Unfortunately, we find out later on that his daughter died, so hence why he still has it and uses it on uh, Alita to give her a body. Uh, she then wakes up the next morning to uh, you know find Dr. Ito and his assistant. Uh, helping out patients and giving them uh, cybernetic arms and legs and things like that. And, you know, she asks him, like, you know, do you know who I am? Do you know my name? And he says, well, we were hoping you would fill that in for us. And, you know, we spend a lot of time in the movie with her kind of like getting her, um, her mind back and her memories and stuff. And eventually um, we start to there ugh, there was a scene later in the movie where dr ito was in this outfit and he was tracking down this cyborg and he was getting ready to attack it however alita saw this and he was like you know stopped by her because alita didn't want him attacking the cyborg because she didn't know what was going on and then the cyborg started to attack dr ito now, Alita, of course, not knowing what's going on, she just decides to pretty much kill the cyborgs because they seem hostile and they're about to kill her father, essentially. So she ends up defending herself, and we find out that she is a combat cyborg that was used in the war before the fall on Mars. And that's why her memory keeps flashing back to her, like, fighting a war and stuff, because she was, you know, built for that originally. So, and she's also the only survivor, which we find out later. Now, there is this um, love interest boy character. I'm forgetting his name. Um, but essentially, she starts a re relationship with him and... Uh, in the movie, you know, he teaches her about a little bit about the town and about this sport called Motorball, which she kind of falls in love with. 
um, and essentially motorballs like think of it like Mario Kart racing and soccer and football combined in a racetrack. That's essentially what motorball is. So yeah, he teaches her that and you know she starts to develop a love relationship with him. Later on in the film, uh, she gets into like a few more fights with some of the robots, the bad evil robots. She kills some more of those. Um, she gets into a fight with Ido because she wants to basically be a, a hunter like he is and fight evil cyborgs. Um, he, and, and, you know, at the start, doesn't want her to, to do that, but then he eventually, like, comes around and he says, like, you know, if you really want to do this, then I'll support you. And in a fight, she gets in with one of the evil cyborgs. Her body gets cut up again. So then he has no choice but to give her the original body that was built for her. Now, Alita finds the original body in a spaceship that's sunk under a lake. Um, and she brings it back to Ido. But like I said before, Ido wasn't about to give her that body because he didn't want her to be a warrior. He wanted her to just stay his, his girl, essentially. But like I said, he changed his mind about that because he wanted her to live her own life. You know, the whole free will and everything. So... Uh, like I said, her body gets cut up, and then Ido puts, you know, the new body on her, and then she um, enters into a motorball uh, sport event after kissing the the love interest, and then she races, uh, finds out the contestants are there to kill her because the main antagonist of the story, you know, wants her dead because you know he wants her heart, and. That kind of ties into Nova, who's the main villain of the story. He doesn't make any. He makes like an appearance at the very end, basically hinting at another film. But yeah, uh, she, as she's like uh, trying to do the motorball race, uh, her boyfriend gets caught up in some shenanigans, and we find out that her boyfriend was getting money by jacking cyborgs for parts and selling them to the black market and that's how he would get money and he was planning on saving up enough money to um get his way to uh the upper city they call it solemn which is essentially where all where people want to go because where alita and them are at is like the junkyard it's like the dirt city so um yeah, and as he's trying to forget about that lifestyle and tell his friends that I'm done with this, he gets into a fight with his best friend, but unfortunately one of the robots that Alita beat up at the bar um, basically framed him for killing somebody and put a bounty on Alita's boyfriend's head, um, and then he killed his friend, so then Alita's boyfriend ran to get away from him because, you know, he was getting ready to kill him. And then Alita eventually found him after killing all the robots that were after her in the motorball contest. And then uh, her boyfriend uh, got stabbed by the, his pursuer, and he was dying then. So Alita, like, of course, knowing that she was a hunter and it was a hunter's job to kill the bounty, did not want to kill her boyfriend, so... She t 
took him into her room and was trying to think of some way she could save him. But uh, she couldn't because she's not a doctor. She doesn't know how to do that. He's a human. So then um, uh, I forgot her name, but she was working with one of the antagonists in the film. And she has a change of heart after seeing Alita care so much for her boyfriend that she says there is a way to save him. And so Alita connects her heart to his brain. And I didn't quite understand that because I was like, couldn't you just take him to a doctor and heal him the normal way? I mean, wouldn't that make more sense? But, you know, it's based off a manga and, you know, they have to give an excuse for us to care um, or make it more dr- dramatic. So, you know, he, um, he gets, his head gets cut off and connected to his heart. And then Alita takes him back to Dr. Ito, who builds him a cyborg body. And, uh, you know, he survives. Somehow, I don't know how you can connect a human to a cyborg body and survive. But it's manga, so deal with it. So then Aaliyah goes to track down um, the person that made or that um, promised Alita's boyfriend that if he did what he did, he could get to Solo. Tracks him down, pretty much kills him. But then, you know, we find out that Nova, you know, who had been pulling the strings the whole time, she says, like, it doesn't matter if you kill this body. I mean, I'm still up in Solemn. And if you want me, you have to come up here and come kill me yourself if you want to end the war, like if you want to end what I've been doing. And uh, this would have been fine only if her boyfriend with the new cyborg body wasn't climbing the pipes to go to Solemn. So he goes up there and tries to stop him. But of course her boyfriend, you know, kind of being in this new body and kind of being going a little insane because he no longer has a human body was saying like you know if i go to solemn our lives will be better but the thing is it won't because as long as nova rules you'll you won't be safe up there or down here like he'll always be controlling us it's it's better if we stay down here alita was saying that to her boyfriend instead of us going up there and being enslaved so at least we have a chance on the ground essentially because her mission, she found out, was to uh, it was to destroy Solemn. So, you know, she tries to convince him, and then as soon as he starts coming back, we get the heart wrenching scene of Nova basically um, turning on the incinerator and slicing her boyfriend into pieces, and then Alita basically before he falls off the pipe, Alita grabs his arm and tries to save him and you know she tells him like don't move and then her boyfriend says like thank you for everything you've done for me and then his arm breaks off and then he falls um speculatively to his death i mean i would think he would die from that but you know we'll see because alita fell and she didn't die so he most likely is alive but it was still a hard scene to watch and then Alita vows to stop Nova, and then that's where the movie ends. And I just left this movie feeling extremely satisfied that we finally got a anime movie that was um, almost spot on to the source 
material because usually like we don't get that so it's very rare that that does happen but it was a very cool movie overall i definitely give it an eight out of ten uh for the accuracy to the manga and the uh representation of an anime in a movie done in a right way because you know we haven't had too many of those movies done right so it is kind of nice to see a movie that actually does it right uh yeah and that's all i gotta say about that and uh yeah and before i get into my next topic here is a quick commercial break okay we're back so the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Infinity Train's premiere. Man, after literally three long, excruciatingly and painful three years of waiting, it's finally here. Oh, thank goodness. But anyway, the first two episodes of a five-night Infinity Train special um, just started today. I watched the first two episodes and they were really great. Uh, everything that I hoped the series would be. I think it started off pretty strong. Strong premise. Strong characters. I'm ready for the growth. But um, the first episode... Oh, and uh, spoiler warning for the first two episodes of Infinity Train. Yeah. So the first episode basically showcases Tulip and her friend are coming back from school. And when Tulip gets home and says bye to her friend uh she goes you know into her room you know we start we see her playing with her games and stuff like that and she's looking forward to going to game design camp which is in somewhere i think she said oshkosh wisconsin i don't know if that's a made-up place those of you who are from wisconsin that are listening to this podcast please tell me if that is a real city in wisconsin I want to know, but anyway, uh, she, her mother calls her downstairs and, you know, we find out that her mom and dad are divorced and they take no time at showcasing that, which I love, which already puts this cartoon in a more mature, uh, place in a similar vein to Steven universe, but Steven universe kind of didn't start off like that mature until later on. It got kind of dark, but this show automatically parents divorced and it really showcases like the, the difficulties of being a kid and having two parents that don't live together and her mother tells her that um her father can't take her to game design camp and tulip gets angry about it because it's something that her father said that he was going to do any promise but uh that's not gonna happen and understandably she would be angry because she wants that's something she really wants to do to pursue her passion and having that, you know, gone really hits, hits her heart. And, you know, she runs upstairs because she doesn't want to talk about it because she's she, to her. She can't understand why her parents could not make something that she's wanted to do for a long time happen. So being fed up and pissed off, uh, she runs away from home and she decides that she's going to walk to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, all by herself. Now, I don't know where the show takes place at, like what, where it is. I'm going to have to look back in the episode to find out where Tulip is from. But anyway, she starts walking, and then she sees a train, I believe, and she says, oh, I can just take a train 
to get to Wisconsin. No biggie. And she gets on, and then this huge vortex just um, transports her um, onto the 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 big train that the show is named after the Infinity Train. And then as soon as she walks out, or she walks into the you know into the train, you know she finds out. Oh, yeah, this is not normal. I don't know like where I am. But at first she says it's cool because she walks into the train car. And she, uh, you know, she plays with, like, this room where, like, each panel that you step on, like, brings um, blocks and things together. I did forget one thing. Uh, before she went into the train proper, she met this robot called One One, who basically is, is going to be, like, the comedy of the show. Is like, one side of him is positive and the other side is depressing. But, uh, you know, they walk and they go through the room. And then uh, Tula finds out that she has this number that has appeared on her hand. And then she walks outside of the car and she says, you know what, I want to leave because this is weird and, you know, I want to go back home. So then she goes down, she walks off the train and she runs only to find herself getting stuck in, in this barren wasteland that leads to nowhere. And she sees this whirlwind in the sky, and it like sucks a person and demolishes them, and they're just gone. And um, you know, she these soul sucking dogs they come up out of the ground and they start chasing after her, which prompts her to get her behind back on the train. And uh, she runs from them and goes back into the room earlier, and. You know, she almost gets killed by um, one of these dogs as uh, they run after her. Luckily, she escapes, and um, she talks to one one, and one one tells her, "Well, um, trains have a conductor, and so does this one. However, it's going to take ages for us to get there, and hence our journey begins." Now, the next episode. Uh, uh, continues from the first as you know, Tulip is you know making her way through train cars and she stumbles upon this new um, area where she meets what I'm going to call the business cat and the business cat is giving like entrepreneurial advice to this water blob that wants to start his own business and they start she and tries to sway him away from a pyramid scheme um which is uh, something that you guys who are listening should go look up if you're into business and entrepreneurship. It's something you want to avoid. I'm not going to get into it here, but maybe in a future episode I'll get into like more of the business stuff. Um, also, if you want to learn creative ways to start a business, go listen to my uh, previous podcast on how to do that. Anyway, getting back on with the episode... Uh, the business cat uh, talks to Tulip and she says, you know, I can get you to, you know, off the train if you fix my transport device. And Tulip says, yeah, sure, I'll do that. But only if you give up one one because she's into like peculiar objects and things like that. So uh, Tulip agrees and then she f fixes her transport device. And, uh, you know, stuff ensues uh, with her doing that, but not a lot. And then she takes one, one, and then she makes her way to the conductor. 
now Tulip starts having second thoughts about this as um you know she started to look at one one as a friend and she doesn't think what she did was fair so now the only problem i have with that is that i we you know we've only seen like literally one episode with her and one one so it you know we haven't really seen one one do anything specifically for tulip yet that would cause her to call him or it a friend so yeah that, that was kind of like off-putting but it didn't really bother me too much i mean i think they'll rectify it later on but uh anyway um the reason why tulip gave up one one so much was because one one said the number on her hand is decreasing and that's how long she has to live uh before she dies and that's what prompted her to like give him up but then like i said she sees the error of her ways and um, tells the water business guy to go after the cat and then he helps her and as he's getting closer uh tula basically sabotages the cat's transport device and the cat's like i guess she'll never be getting off this train and then tulip um gets one one back and then they start to make their way um, through the rest of the train and that's basically where episode two ends off and i'm really looking forward to the rest of the episodes because the show gives off an x-files and for those of you who don't know what the x-files is it's an old school mystery tv show um that has like a lot of very creepy alien occurrences um but uh infinity train like has those vibes going for it and if you've seen gravity falls it definitely has that as well and you know if you've seen gravity falls that was an amazing show so this is probably going to be no different with an amazing story so all i know uh right now is that the there's going to be two episodes um for the next four nights and it's going to like total up to 10 episodes. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a season two or yet. I believe there will be because I don't think he, the story is going to be rounded out in one season. But we'll have to see. Uh, and yeah, overall, um, I definitely like the show. The show is definitely like 9 out of 10 right now. And it's going pretty strong, and I just hope people kind of stick with it and it gets the ratings it needs. So if if they're on the fence about making a season two, they'll say like, oh, you know, enough people like this. Maybe we'll go ahead and make a season two, you know, and continue developing the mystery of the Infinity Train. Uh, but yeah, that's all I had for you guys today. Um, if you're wondering where you can find this podcast, I post on anchor.fm every week uh, as well as apple podcast spotify and google podcast and i also have a youtube channel um, called greg talks it's g-r-e-g-t-a-l-k-z and i created a patreon where i'm going to be posting exclusive content like certain character discussion videos and maybe some merch when i get around to it on there uh, you can sign up to be a $1 tier a month, which will go towards those things, or a $5 uh, tier person where, you know, same, you'll, it'll be going towards the same stuff, but uh, you'll get more exclusive uh, gifts and things that I might send you, as well as like some shout outs if you do that. My Patreon uh, can be found at Patreon, which is P A T R E O N dot com slash 
G-R-E-G-T-A-L-K-Z. And uh, you can just use a credit card to sign up for the different tier options. Uh, and yeah, uh, thank you all for continuing to listen to my podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, and I hope to keep uh, entertaining you guys with uh, things that interest me. So I hope you guys uh, continue to have a good night, a uh, good morning, or a you know, a good afternoon wherever you are, and I will see you later. Bye.